Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. We are going multidimensional and into the realm of higher consciousness, discussing spiritual hierarchies and the beings that are here to support us during this great shift of consciousness. My guest is Valeria Tanini, and she has a remarkable story of her own awakening. Valeria, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm actually very excited to be on the show, so thank you. We are looking forward to hearing your story of your own awakening and your experience as a multidimensional being and other communication. First, let's talk about this incredible time that we're going through right now, this shift, and there's a deeper awakening going on. Can you talk a little bit about your perception of the awakening? So there's a lot of schools of thought that are um, present in this moment. And, you know, there's the the Vedic uh, thought, which is goes back to ancient India. And that school of thought, there's, there's basically spiritual eras that we go through and right now we're in the dwarfa age which in the new age we're it's considered the silver age so we just literally we just finished this other age in 2012 and and so you will notice that there is a lot of people that have been waking up since 2012 Mm-hmm. And some people, some people had their awakening maybe in the nineties and it was not so, not so rapid, maybe a slower process. But ever since 2012, it's been rapid speeds. Mm-hmm. And we've noticed that it's, it's in the mass consciousness as well, that spirituality and uh, meditating and yoga and some of these 
you know, very things that were so taboo just, let's say, 15 years ago are now uh, very present. And and I know, like, my five-year-old has yoga in her class. And, you know, that was unheard of when I was a child. <laughs> Isn't and it beautiful? It is it, beautiful. It really is. And And so where is this... Where is this coming from? Why is the energy shifting so much? It's really coming from the two, the two poles, which is our planet and the cosmos. And so the planet itself, Gaia, Mother Earth, Terra, wherever you want to call her, she is going through an ascension. So she has a time and space as well that reflects upon the mirror which is the cosmos Gaia the mother cosmos the father and and these two are in a process of doing a dance it's like yin and yang trying to merge uh, it's like a it's like a marriage a sacred union coming together and these energies are doing so much to us as human beings and uh, the planet, as well as the cosmos. In the past five years, we've seen super moons, blood moons, blue moons, purple moons, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, solar flares, uh, all kinds of comets and, and all kinds of things happening that it's just, it feels so impacted in, very packed in into these short period of time because of this dance that's happening. And let's call it the the cosmic field, God force, the universe. Um, I like to call it the God force. Is really excited right now because what's ha- happening is all all it wants us to do is unify, is become, is come into that oneness. And a lot of people have this rejection towards that because of their ego and their mass conditioning, social conditioning, um, and as well as, you know, familiar uh, conditioning. So this is why we're all waking up. It's just time. It's time. And those that don't want to wake up will suffer, either through anxiety, you know, uh, get sick with cancer, um, have mental mental issues like um, I don't want I don't like to call them disorders because we it's really just an issue that can be healed and all these things can be healed just as long as they surrender to what's happening and the more we surrender to the knowing that this is what's happening, the more we merge with that energy and receive the gifts. Spiritual gifts. Yes, okay, so you did just define it there in a way, but let's define it a little bit more. We say that all the time. It's almost a, a common phrase, wake up, wake up. What mm-hmm. does that mean to you? Right, so it's very interesting because a lot of people right now are seeking uh, alternative healing. Mm-hmm. And and through this alternative healing, they're get they're receiving um, different kinds of information that they're not used to. That energy can 
if you shift energy, it can heal the physical body or the mental body or um, the spiritual body. And that is, you know, again, just even 10, 15 years ago, that was something that was unheard of or just very taboo. And so waking up really means, first of all, to wake up to oneself. So who are you? Who is the true self? That is probably the most important question from the day that you're born until the day, the day you die. And once you find out who you truly are, then you start to wake up. And then, of course, there's other things, you know, going down the rabbit hole, unraveling the, the matrix and discovering, um, you know, different forms of energy and quantum physics. And there's all kinds of avenues. But the most important question is, who am I? And you yourself in your own awakening discovered this. And it's such a personal journey for everyone. It's different for everyone. You mentioned that 2012, that really saw people waking up. And, you know, we did see it happening even a few years before. There were some big things. There's like this window. But even since 2012, personally, I've spoken with many people who came rapidly online with their gifts, whether it be light language or toning yes. and multidimensional experiences. And for me, it was more of a along the way, many signs along the way growing up and then eventually going down the rabbit hole, going into quantum physics and really living my passion. Let's talk about your story, your awakening story because it does involve ETs, which are not little green men, but such a, a higher realm of being. Right. Well, um, when I was a, a, a kid, I, I moved from New York City to New Jersey, which is like, for me, was like, oh, my gosh, it was a big deal. Like, I live in the middle of nowhere. But it was a gift because the first year and a half, I was – I was dealing with all kinds of different um, beings, the fairies, and the, I would I would communicate with all kinds of um, I want to call them imaginary friends. I couldn't see them; I didn't know what they were, but I would hear voices. And then, so I was used to this kind of magical place where I just kind of fell into. It. I said, "Yeah, this feels this feels good. I, no fear around it." And then one night. I saw a very bright light when I was nine years old in a, a, a friend's backyard. I could see, um, I could see in, from my window two or three houses down. And this very bright, luminous light started in the backyard and woke me up. And, I, of course, light can't wake you up if it's that far away from outside the window. But, of course, it was the energy that woke me up. So I look out the window and I said, what is that? Are they having a party? <laughs> and I remember it was probably like um, maybe May, somewhere around then. And and I was like, what are they doing in the middle of the night? Are they having a party? And and I and then all of a sudden, this bright bright light in the backyard lifted up into the sky, 
and then went right in front of my house、mm. where my window was, and and just kind of did a, like a little a little dance, like circulating, you know, and then it just shut up. I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> and, wow. And it was just it wasn't a, it wasn't a craft. It was just a a ball of light, probably、mm-hmm. this. Uh, I would say the size of one of those, like those kind of those exercise balls that you sit on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those plastic ones,、yeah. and、uh, and it just went up. And I remember I rushed into my mother's bedroom. I said, "Mom, I just saw I just saw like I think a UFO outside." She said, "Oh, okay, that's、mm-hmm. good." <laughs> you know, she didn't make anything of it. But in that day, that next morning, I remember I looked at. I looked at my my neighbors because he went to school with me. He was in my grade, and I I looked at him and I said, I was like, oh, is he different? <laughs> and I couldn't tell, but I remember on my graduation, his father gave me my diploma, my high school graduation, and his name is Lucky, and I was like, that is just perfect. <laughs> And I gave him the biggest hug. I think I literally wrapped my legs around him. That's how excited I was. And I just thought that is just like a beautiful sign that you know I was just lucky to see that because it stayed with me. But I never made a big deal. I never would talk about it. It just, I just felt it was normal. Okay. Well, it's fascinating. Again, the mother, you know, my own experience. It, it happened just nine years ago, and. I went to my mom, and I said I saw a UFO, and she said, "Oh, Loren." So she discredited that. And your mother, she didn't really discredit it, but she was like, "Yeah, okay," you know, not、right. really being truthful or getting excited about it. Maybe, maybe dismissing it as as child imagination. Right. Where did you see it? Oh, so mine was in, and it was not a ball of light. It was actually, I saw the form of a ship. And it was at twilight, and first it was just lights that illumined in the distance, and it looked like four orangish, reddish rectangles, like of the windows, and it would just illumine for a second. And then when my husband and I, we kind of jumped up and were looking out the window, going, "Look at that!" And the next time we saw it illumine, those four rectangles would be bigger. Because it was getting closer to us, and so every few seconds it would illumine, until finally, I could outstretch my hand, and you know when you take your thumb and your index finger far apart as possible, that's how wide this was in the sky, and it was right over my house, and then when it would illumine, I saw two rows of windows in an arc. And so we were just. This experience lasted for like forty minutes, and it was just exciting,、yeah. and my knees were. Weak. I didn't even think to get a camera. Right. No. And my my eight year old son upstairs was seeing the same thing, but he was not even concerned. He didn't even care. It was normal in his view. So I find that very interesting. Isn't it interesting? Here you were nine years old when you saw yours. There's a lady, Victoria Lillenquist, who has actually made videos of these lights, and they come more in an orb. Style with like flashing, sparkling dances of light was、uh-huh. yours. You said it was like a ball of light. It was a bright light. Yeah, it was, was like it solid.、Orange. Okay, was so was it、orange. solid white or did it change colors? It was solid white then. 
<laughs> yeah, but they change. I see them now very often. And you they're, too. Yes, they, uh, very often, almost. Um, there was, there was a period of time that I literally could just call them. I mean, now I don't call them so much, but if I'm in nature and I call them, they just come. And so as you wrap your, I mean, we can use the word ETs, but these are. I like to call them star beings. Star beings. Star beings. Absolutely. So I want, I want to touch on, Lauren, your, your experience. So those beings were Arcturian. Wow. Yeah. So that, I feel like that's, you know, whoever comes to you is, is usually your root race. So do you have, um, that makes so much sense. Yeah. That really makes so much sense. And here's another facet to that experience. It's interesting that my fear, my knees were weak. They were shaking. All we could do was sit down and just watch it. And at the very end, the, the last time we saw it illumine, it turned into a bright light and just went into nothingness. It didn't like zoom off. It just like the white light yeah. just went boom and yeah. just ended. I realized that I really truly have to own that experience. Yes. Thank you for that. I feel very close to the Arcturians as well. Mm-hmm. And so that makes a lot of sense. I feel very Lemurian. Mm-hmm. And also I feel the Pleiadians. Mm-hmm. But there's something about the Arcturians. And we're going to get into this in our, our discussion as we go deeper. Tom Kenyon has felt and made a connection that Jesus is Arcturian. Mm. And so when we look at how we feel a connection to the Arcturians, so many of us feel that deep connection with Jesus as well. So that does make a lot of sense. Arcturians are very heart-centered. They're, they're a new race um, to the planet. Well, the newer race. They're not that new, considering uh, thousands of years ago. But um, they are the newer race to the planet, uh, so or the newest, I should say. Um, and so there's a lot of unfamiliarity with their energy and, and it's, and not so many people, um, connect to the Arcturians as much as let's say Palladians or Syrians. So this race is very, is very new to the planet. And, and, and so a lot of Arcturian beings, they actually feel that they feel that isolation, um, they feel like they don't belong in a way. Ah, uh, you mean those embodied on the planet as humans? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Star seeds. Yeah. Star seeds. Yes. Okay. So star seeds. That's a whole nother definition. We're going to talk about that too. All right. I just want to share the other part of the the story. Six months later, I had a dream early in the morning where I woke up and it was very vivid. So I know that was more than just a dream, but it was an experience where these three, let's call them ships, came down. They looked like toys of propellers that you'd see on the back of a boat. Mm -hmm. And one was purple, one was orange, and one was green. And they were totally silent. And they just came down. We were in this huge grassy area near water on a hillside with a lot of other people at picnic tables. And when these ships came down, they were completely silent. But people looked up and freaked out, literally freaked out. So they got under the picnic tables and 
the energy for me was, no, we cannot be afraid. And then I woke up. And so that to me, it's a recognition that there was some level of work that these beings were doing work on me to remove some fear, some visceral fear and programming that, that we have in our world of off planet life. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they are, they come here to first of all connect, which is an activation. Once they connect with you, you can always connect to them just as long as there's no fear involved and they know when you're ready they they start showing themselves to you first of all through you know in the air with a, a craft of some sorts then they might if you're if you're really ready then they come in and literally present themselves to you um and so yeah it's an activation and and they reprogram you um to to become your again your true self Okay, that is really cool. Let's talk more about your experience. You say that you are able to call these in mm-hmm. and you see them a lot mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't. So talk a little bit more about those experiences because there are questions that come up from our listeners that they really want to connect. Yeah. So what I do is... um so I had a Kundalini awakening about eight years ago. So my whole body was activated into this higher consciousness. And three months after my awakening, these beings came to me. The two tall beings came. I'm, I'm going to make this like condensed, not, you know, with very less detail. <laughs> and they, they You're basically. You're free to use all the detail that you want though. Okay. We have plenty of time, and I may just interject with questions. All right. So, um, you know, I saw this luminous light again in uh, in my bathroom, in my bedroom. So I have, my bathroom door is in my bedroom. And, and and you were not scared because they were. It was light. It was energy. Yes, and I knew it was them, um, because previous to them coming, so. I'm going to give you the the formula here, okay, as how they come, how they how they come to you. And I figured this out after several times of noticing when they do come to me. Um, so I went to a uh, an, a conference, and Colin Andrews, he's the guy from England that coined the term crop circles, and crop circles are basically the the mandalas that are imprinted into um, crops um, all, all throughout the, the planet from star beings. Yes. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're initiations. So, mm. so and, and code, code to um, upgrade our consciousness. So I went to go see him, and I remember at some point, I felt this very strong blowing in my ear, just like this. And I said, oh, okay, I I know that. I know that feeling. And mm. when I was a kid, um, after I saw the UFO, maybe like three or four years later, my sister felt this blowing in her ear. 
mm-hmm. and her, when she was sleeping, you know, in her bed, and she told us about it. And then I was like, oh, that's int- that maybe that might be a ghost. And the next day, I had the same blowing in my ear. So I told her about it, and we both, you know, oh, it had to be a ghost of, of some sort because it was just it it wasn't a breeze. It was literally like someone was blowing in our ear. So we just kind of put it to the side and said, oh, it's a ghost. We were okay with ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, so this blowing in the earth was a confirmation for me that it wasn't a ghost, that it was ETs. So I was like, oh, okay. So right away, the first thing was recognition. So there was, um, there was a belief, there was a recognition, there was mm-hmm. the belief. Yes, there's right away. It was like, okay, uh, I recognize it, I believe it, and it's real. So that was first. Then I went on the way home. I'm driving back home, and this woman got in. She bumped my car, so we got into a car accident. So the police came, and and she was going crazy. Like she was yelling at me and saying, "It's her fault. It's her fault." And I was. I was in the space because, you know, what I've experienced in the conference is I was just in space and I couldn't explain, you know, to the police or this woman. I just looked at her and I said, I don't know what to do. I couldn't even speak. So I had a rose in the back of my car and I gave it to her. And I mm-hmm. just reached out my hand and I just gave it to her without saying anything. And the police officer was looking at me like, what is she doing? <laughs> and she's, she, she slapped my hand and she, she did did, and she just said, no, I don't, what are you nuts? Or I don't know. I don't even remember the details. Oh my goodness. I didn't even know what to say. And the police officer grabbed me and goes, I don't know what you're doing, but nobody's going to understand this. He says, you're different. Just go back in the car. So I was like, oh, okay. And, um, so there was a, there was a strange um, feeling inside of me. All of a sudden, energy was, like, coming up through me, which is very common in those days that I would get, like, very strong, energetic zaps because Kundalini was so um, new. And but I was, I was, so I just like, oh, okay. And I was shaking. I remember shaking in the car. So it was, that was all over. But the second thing was acts of kindness without without um, anything in return. So, uh, I'm sorry, unusual acts of kindness without wanting anything in return. Unusual, that's the key word, unusual. Unusual. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Unusual acts of kindness. So something really like, wh- why would you give someone that crashed into you a rose? Because that's such, you know, I get that and I love that you did that. That is from a higher consciousness. That's what you know in your soul, in your sacred heart, the best action to do. Yeah. I mean, I feel that harshness of that not being accepted, but on a fair level, in a way that did a lot of work to expand her consciousness and it definitely stuck in her memory i am certain she still thinks of that today Mm. so so it's funny with that car accident everything was hashed out there was no issues she was trying to um give me blame for it 
And, um, and of course the police officer is like, he couldn't tell because I wasn't speaking that much. So he, you know, actually not at all. So he's like, I don't know. I can't write a report if you don't talk. <laughs> so there was no report up with from me. So she was saying everything and saying that it was my fault, but it really wasn't. And so I remember calling my, my insurance company the next day. And I said, um, I, I got into a car accident. It wasn't my fault, but the woman might say it was my fault. And he goes, well, we'll see what the police report says. So then the, they call the police and they, and they said, she dropped it. Mm. Yeah. So that was good. <laughs> so, um, so, okay. So, yes, I mean that right there, it took a, a little while, but yeah. that, that action, that assisted her in seeing things from a higher perspective, yeah. but also that's a, that's an awakening there. Yeah, it's an awakening. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. So your acts of unusual kindness is awakening people. Yes. So once you do those three things, then they come. So the three things, okay, that's your formula. First, it's the belief. Yes. And here's another experience I want to share. I Let's see, I guess it was five years later on a beach in Mexico, Tulum, on a woman's retreat. It was wonderful. We We sat on the beach, and my friend, she says, that is not a star. And we look, and it literally grew. And you could see the layers of this star that was out there and it was multicolor. It was a, a group of Arcturians and other beings. She channeled them and I went to bed that night and had a very interesting dream state where the whole night I was just dreaming. I was Maybe I was on board. I don't know, but I was just dreaming about it and, and it was an experience. Now that I talk about it, I was with them in consciousness yeah. and when I woke up the next morning, I walked out onto the beach and I'm sitting there and I heard loud and clear, now do you believe it's real? Uh-huh. Yes, they do that. <laughs> they do that. This conversation is is actually assisting me to even further own that. So you, you're, again, helping me. Okay, so that formula is the belief, we must believe it. Yes. And then the recognition of it. Right now, I'm recognizing what that was, even though it took me years. It doesn't have to take everyone years. And then the understanding that it's real. And then you said unusual acts of kindness. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting one. You're doing the unusual acts of kindness, and Mm -hmm. that's going to call them in? Yeah. So they they see it. You, You start to... You become like a light bulb on the planet, mm-hmm. and they and they say, "Oh, what's going on right there? <laughs> There's some unusual acts of kindness." <laughs> and I know it sounds humorous, but it's true. You literally become like a light bulb, and and so then they they're watching you, okay, and they have and they have their eye on you. Because that's what they want. They're here to assist. And so then how do you feel that you're assisted? 
you feel energy. I mean, one time I was in deep despair over my mother's transition, started weeping and sobbing, and suddenly I just felt my shoulders lift up and this whole different energy lives like a pink energy, and I just stopped crying and I just got myself together. It was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Perhaps that was an angel. Yes. That's kind of what it feels like. Yeah, like a guide or, um, you know, sometimes guides and angels are also considered um, what you call ETs. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the same, it's the same idea. So then this is a crucial part. You know, when we talk of ufology and the ufology crowd, we start to see the spiritual crowd and the, you know, everything is converging, science and spirituality and that means quantum physics and ufology, UFO study, right. and then the spiritual crowd. In some cases, I feel that that story of high strangeness kind of hijacks the spiritual community. But what we're doing is really understanding it even more so that it's almost redefining ET. Yes. Essentially, what an ET is being, a multidimensional being that lives outside of this planet, but they also can reside here. They can go back and forth. Um, you know, we're all um, part of that race or, you know, we're all, we're all together on this. There are brothers and sisters. Um, so for us to, to say that, first of all, some people think they don't exist. Um, but then once you get past that, then you think that it could be, they could be um, malicious, um, have malintent. And, and and that's something else that I want to go into, but I want to talk about just even reaching out to them for those that are have no yes. fear and want to connect to the their ET guides or brother and sisters. And, and also what, why connect to them? Yes. Um, first yeah. of all, my experience with them um, has all have always been positive, and they've expanded my consciousness more and more every time I connect to them. And they give me downloads, and essentially they are mirror view. The ETs that connect to you are your again your root race, which is where your DNA is comes from. Um, and what they give you is basically to elevate into your higher self so that you may operate on a level that will be harmonious, abundant, and um, good for all, not just for yourself. So that's really the point. Yes, harmonious and abundant for all, for the highest good of all. Mm -hmm. So that is where they are multidimensional beings. And that question has come up, are angels ETs? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, angels are cosmic beings. Um, they live in a multidimensional realms. And that's where our ET friends live. They live in multidimensional realms. So, yeah, of course. Um, you know, if we have, if we have to think of any, everything is energy in like quantum physics, then so angels belong to that, you know, different dimensional reality. 
just like ETs do. We tend to live in the third, fourth, and fifth reality, fifth for those that are ascended more, um, but mostly our mass, our mass lives in the third dimension, but our angels live in the, the fourth and fifth. Um, and some ETs live in those dimensions as well, and even higher, which means higher frequency. And that's why some people get scared when they meet ETs, when they come to them, because their frequency is so high that their vibration can, doesn't match the ET's frequency. So the, so suddenly fear comes into the body um, and anxiety. And so that and that's why people um, start to freeze. Because... Yes. Yeah, because the frequency doesn't match the beings. But all you have to do is wait a little bit and calibrate. And then it, 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 it's fine. It's beautiful. And they're healing you and giving you gifts. That is really comforting and quite amazing. And I know that so many are going to be working to call in their ETs so, again, it's the belief, the recognition that it is real and unusual acts of kindness or acts of unusual kindness. Yes. Yes. And the third one is um, to awaken that person or, or people through those acts of kindness, uh, unusual acts of kindness. Mm-hmm. Yes. To awaken. Mm-hmm. To awaken. That is why we are here at this time. So let's talk a little bit about star seeds and star family. We know there's the star, the star knowledge conference, and that is with Hopi and other groups that recognize we come from the stars. So let's talk a little bit. The, the ETs that come to us are our root race. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can you share a little bit about the root races And I know this leads to Lemuria and Atlantis. And it's even other great avatars who came onto our planet, including Jesus and Mary, Mm -hmm. Isis and Osiris. And also, even 500 years ago, there was a golden avatar in India, Garunga. Mm -hmm. See, there's so many stories, especially in the Hindu and the Vedic teachings Yes. Let's talk a little bit about star seeds and star family and the the lineage mm-hmm. of our root races. Essentially, um, planet Earth has been, we'll call it, invaded or visited by uh, ETs from around, from all over. And essentially they came here because most of them were looking for uh, a new habitat because either their star planet was dying or they were lo- they were running out of resources um, or they were something was happening where they couldn't survive on that planet anymore so i don't know if you your audience remembers or knows that you know we used to have giants on this planet mm-hmm. and those are one of the first kind of races to be here and and it was they it was going on for a while um you know their race um you know on easter island we have the the giants the giant statues where you just see their face but now they found out that there's a whole body underneath 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're all facing in a certain way. And those are, those are, um, basically models of, of what the people were like on this planet. And, and then, you know, their race died down. It wasn't sustainable for them here, perhaps in vibration or I really don't know. Um, I know that there was a period of time where they were dealing with the dinosaur age. Um, you know, dinosaurs weren't that big <laughs> considering, um, you know, it was like dealing with a, a lion rather than a giant being. Because the beings were so big. They were mm-hmm. big. They were massive. Um, but they didn't survive, just like the dinosaurs didn't. Uh, so, and you know, our planet was going through a lot of changes during that time. So it was, um, it just wasn't sustainable. So then um, there were other beings uh, that came and didn't survive. And finally, there was a being, a race called the Anunnaki. Have you heard of them? Yes. Mm-hmm. So the Anunnaki were beings, again, that were looking for a few things. First of all, they were looking for gold because they were trying to find um, gold as a conductor that they use in um, other parts, other star star planets and places. And they use that to build technology. And so they were looking for gold, which is to them is God. And um, their gold was is so much here on planet Earth. And so they really start to like this planet and because they Anunnaki originally from Sirius. And um, so they're very quite intelligent beings. And they gave us a lot of information, the Syrians. Um, the Anunnaki gave us, Basically, they started building cities, and they were the ones that kind of gave us this quote-unquote matrix reality. Because before that, the beings that were lived on on this planet, it was very open. It was just living with nature and not dealing with something called time or limited space or um, or even just you know doing things like oh. You know, there's like even simple thing like a spiritual hierarchy. There was no such thing as that. But the Anunnaki brought mm. brought that information down. So Lemuria, you know, when we were talking about Easter right. Island, to me, that just is a remnant of Lemuria. So where does Lemuria fall into yes. line? The Anunnaki came after, right? Was it after? No, they're before. They're before. Were they before? Were yeah. they? They're the first root race. So essentially, this the Anunnaki, they've become, they started to splice DNA. And so they used the earthlings, the original earth, earthlings, with their DNA. And there's two beings, um, brothers, en- Enki and en- Enil. And they essentially created Adam and Eve. So this is the race that is, is what we are today. That's why that, that's why this story is so important because it's who we are today. It's human race. And, uh, so Adam and Eve, um, you know, we started to create the, this human race. And so Enki went to 
Lumeria and all in um, in Atlantis, and and they're brothers, but they start to become competitive because see the thing is the Anunnaki also they brought in a lot of intelligence, but they also brought down ego. So what happens is in their DNA, the DNA that they brought down, introduced this layer of of intelligence and um, and also separation from mm-hmm. from the I uh, and separation from uh, self, other self. And so that's where the ego starts to, you know, say, I'm separate from you. We're not unified. I'm, I'm more important than you. You're lower than me. Again, spiritual hierarchy. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so then, you know, this is where the, the two split Lumeria and Atlantis. And this is why they went into war because again, the, they introduced this ego self. Before that, they were no, there were no wars. That was the first war to happen on the planet. And, and it's because of that, that, um, that DNA that they brought in. So we only have, our DNA only had one strand and they introduced the second strand to our DNA. You know, that spiral DNA that we have. Mm -hmm. So we have now two strands of DNA that spirals and that they introduced the second one. So we're ready now for our third strand. And this is what the ETs told me, that the Syrian beings who I'm connected to, they, um, the benevolent ones, they told me that we're ready for something called diamond consciousness, which essentially is where our minds are multifaceted. We can connect to anything multi multi-dimensional and we're all and we can see the unified field um we we're basically becoming elevated beings where um there are no limitations to our uh energetic self as well as our um our creation our manifestations so but this comes with a purification process and that includes uh cleaning out that DNA of which was programmed by the Anunnaki. So that will, that will introduce our third strand in our DNA, but this third strand will not be visible to the naked eye. It, it will be like a um, holographic strand that will tie it all together. And, and basically will be the superhumans on the planet and not having anything to do becoming, being better just um, being more elevated in frequency. Yes. We see what's happening on our planet now, really waking people up to understand this and elevate the frequency. We must elevate the frequency. Okay, so this is fascinating. I know, it's a lot of information. So the, the beings that you communicate with, that's your star family, Yes. Yes. So yeah, going to the star family. Most of us are Palladian, Syrian, and Arcturian. And every all of us come from Sirius. But what happened was that Sirius had 
imploded because they were having, Anunnaki was having this war because they left Sirius. They had this war with the Syrian, Sirius uh, B. And they were, so Sirius A and Sirius B were fighting. And, and essentially the Syrians had to go onto other star planets, which was, which was Pleiades and Octurius. Orion, <laughs> um, and they went there. They went. They went all. They went to different places. Lyra. They went to different places. But most of us um, that are here are from those three places. Majority. Very few from other like Lyra or uh, Cassiopeia or Orion. Yeah, I said Orion already. <laughs> so anyway, the point is, is that. Um, our root race really comes from Sirius. We all come from Sirius. It's just that we've we've transmuted to other star planets, and some of us still go back and forth. So we we came from there. We came onto the planet. We stayed on the planet for all these years, or we've come to the planet, then we went back and and stayed on some other planet and spent time there a few hundred years, and then maybe came back to this planet. Now every there the time there is very different from the time here. So our minutes uh are months to them. Wow. So, yeah. So they so our star being brothers and sisters are waiting for us for a very long time. And you know, so twelve thousand years for them is times thirty. It's just they, they've been waiting for so long. And, and every time they come to us, they get so happy. They get the whole, the whole society is cheering for us. They're rooting for us. Really. Yes. And so when we're talking about being multidimensional then and bringing these, this diamond consciousness more into the forefront, let's talk about that because here, this information comes to you directly from your communication with them. Yes, they came and, to me. Yeah, and actually, um, it corroborates what others are getting. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> I'd um, like to hear that. Can you it's beautiful, it? really, diamond consciousness. So share with us more about, really, what this means and... You know, you you also said we can see the unified field. Mm-hmm. Yes. So essentially, um, the unified field for us is is what is there. It's what is. It's what exists. So nothing outside of us is not is not. We're not able to access inside. Everything we can access within ourselves, within our third eye, with our within our consciousness. Consciousness is a field, and we are all connected to that consciousness. Consciousness is like the the ocean, and we're the drops of the ocean. So we have access to the whole ocean. It's just that we don't. We believe that we are, you know, limited to these bodies, to this mind of what we know, what we see, touch, feel. But we have access to all of that. So that's what diamond consciousness is bringing: is that um, that access. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I started seeing a kaleidoscope in my third eye. 
and I was like, wow, this is so beautiful. I, I, I remember saying, I don't know why I keep my eyes open. <laughs> it's, because it's so, it's just so beautiful in my third eye. And, and I went into the... Let me ask you, was that after your Kundalini awakening? Yes. Okay, go ahead. So, let me explain to you what happened. <laughs> okay, so the acts of, the, the formula, right? So I went out to dinner with a person who, um, who wanted to meet me and, and I didn't really know this person that much, really just through social media. But so I, I, I said, okay, let me open my heart and meet this person. And then I met, met the person and then this person was starting to open up to me and there's a, um, and I, and I, I gave the person a healing and that person was, was a truly like, um, changed after this. So then I went to go see a friend of mine who's very connected and we work together, um, a lot in the New York ET arena. And he was, he, I was telling him what happened with this, with this person. And he's like, Oh, that's so interesting. And, and then we started talking about how, I don't know, we started talking about how I, I feel different and he feels different. And then, and then he started working on my head. I mean, I'm just fast forwarding a little bit here. And I said, you know, you're opening up an antenna in my head. And he says, Oh, really? He, he said, I'm just, I said, yes, I feel that I will, I will see them tonight. So. The belief was is always there for me, so I I can always you know I skip I fast forward to acts of kindness, acts of unusual kindness, and then um and then the waking awakening the person, and so I knew right then that you know now I now I could just sense them coming, and so that night they came, and so going down this seeing this kaleidoscope in my third eye, I start to travel it inside of it through my consciousness. And at the end of the kaleidoscope, it starts to become like a tunnel. In the tunnel, there were the two beings, and they were they had no form. They were just light. And I knew they were Syrians. And I said, and I said, what, what do you, you know, is there a message for me? And they said, of course. Uh, and, and they showed me um, all of these, like, they showed me, like, kind of like, um, diagrams, uh, and then, and explain, and explaining the diagrams, the diagram was, one of them was that, um, we're going into the humanity is now shifting and going into higher states of consciousness. And this is the, this is what we're calling it, the diamond consciousness. They don't really use words. See, they, they use imagery and they're, of course they're telepathic. So for me, it's like how I translated it. And it's funny how a lot of people are translating in the same way. Yes, to me, that is validation. It's it's amazing. People who are channeling as well are not looking around at what others are doing. So when we see it corroborate in this way, that to me is the truth. It's the first time I heard it. So for me, it's like, oh, I, I felt I thought I found like I was just amazed because um as soon as i i i went on i went online cuz i always need confirmations this is my my own um hurdle 
inside, mm-hmm. trusting even my own self. I trust everything outside of myself, but then when I have to trust myself, I, I have to, you know, get receive confirmations. So I went online and I downloaded um, Sirius Diamond. And wow. And so it's S-I-R-I-U-S Diamond. And as soon as I, I Google that, I... I saw the, the, the diamond, how it's like a kaleidoscope. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's perfect. And I just, so it was just a perfect confirmation. And for your listeners, they can do the same thing. And actually, what they could do is meditate on that. Meditate on that diamond. Let's do a quick little meditation to take sure. us there. Sure. So I will also, um, do a transmission because I work with source energy so I so everyone can receive at this time as well so beautiful here we go
Restora priastina katiata. Resto kutishana na frosina karesto to refreshina karaila tai. Prayo priyo chotita teketa. Ara prafto kutositi. Aya. Aya. Thank you, everyone. That was amazing. I received a, there was a doorway um, with two triangles pointing at each other. And this doorway was silver. And we're all walking through that doorway, which is a symbolic meaning towards uh, moving, moving through into this states of higher consciousness. I also received at the end of this doorway, we were all graced with a, a rose onto our third eye. Um, I don't know what this means, <laughs> but this is what I received. The rose is, is perfect. It's a perfect illustration of such beauty, of God's beauty. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's Mother Mary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, feeling what was going on in my body when we began, Mm. it was very interesting to feel 
a little area and so give attention and love to that area. It was very interesting in the toning in the beginning. It was like it was, um, you know, cymatics where it brings forth an image and the image it brought forth was, it was like lines and I knew it as the matrix. Uh-huh. For me personally, when I see beautiful scenery, but there's electrical wires across it, That's me knowing that I'm in the matrix or I'm seeing the matrix. That's a personal experience I've had several times. And so that's almost what this was like. It was as if you were lifting us out of that matrix. It's like a matrix of belief, right? It's the old, it's these old programs. But then when you started singing, it was like a crackling of tension on my left ear. I mean, it was like, it was like releasing like a, a crackly spider web. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the diamond light mm. and it was like a, well, it reminded me of the ship I saw in Tulum, Mexico, flashing different colors. But then not only did it stay supposedly outside of me in the vision, but it came within me. And then I felt that whole pulsing diamond light pulsing throughout my whole body. Mm -hmm. And then it slowed down after you came and and sang the second toning and singing. Everything calmed down. It was like a layer of calm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, a lot of people might receive, as like you, you did yourself, an activation through this. That's an activation. Okay, so now let's let's talk a little bit more. There are some who say 12 strands of DNA, that we had an original 12 strands of DNA. Are you given any information about this? Um, not yet. If I tune into it, um, I think that I think that our strands have not always been physical, Um, meaning, again, going back to that holographic idea, you know, that our third strand will be holographic. That's how it will will progress, that it will become this holographic DNA. And, And, you know, science is so keen on analyzing everything, but yet it's amazing how Science has yet to heal things such as, you know, cancer. <laughs> it's really quite simple. Um, but, you know, this is, this is what, this is the whole waking up process is. Yes, and we are in it. We are in the shift. Yes. And so, you know, when you look at how science calls 97% of our DNA junk DNA, that could not be further from the truth. That's right. It's okay. It hasn't been activated. It has not been activated. So as we talk multidimensionally, activating our DNA really is what we're doing with this diamond consciousness. That's right. That's right. And I think the door, you see, you were, you were, th- you saw the, matrix that you, you were, we were lifted out of the matrix and I think that's what the door was is that we were 
walking through that door past the matrix into this higher consciousness. Yes, and it's the saving grace for our planet, and we are assisting Gaia into this, and we're doing it within ourselves too. Now, some of uh, some of the audience might have felt some cold breezes around their body, and that's their guides, angels, star beings. So that could also happen. Um, other people might have felt a warming in their body, the heat, which is healing. And some people might have felt cold, which is deactivation. And some people might have felt cold hands or cold, um, which would mean activation for them. Or warm hands would be healing, healing for them. Okay, thank you for clarifying that. Yes. All right. It's just expanding our comprehension of this. Right. And not being afraid of of what happens through this process. Just the more wisdom people have, not that you have to be in your head so much, but it just brings ease to the process. Brings ease to the process. Okay. Well, just know that this is our star family waiting a long time. Yes. To see us come back online. Yes. Okay, beautiful. This has been exquisite. We have the formula to connect with our star family. And as we're being multidimensional, let's talk a little bit about the energy of being multidimensional. Well, essentially, we are multidimensional. It's just knowing it and and once you start to feel your own energy your own vibration lift then you can feel others as well and not, not just humans but trees water animals uh everything everything has an energy so then you can start to feel that energy outside of yourself all the time and that's why people love to have crystals because the crystals um, start to bring in an energy and then you start to vibrate to that energy because it's it's a calibration of you vibrating to that higher frequency. So that's essentially um, how we become more aware of our multidimensional self is is really just tuning in to the energy inside of us, paying attention to our bodies, what is telling us, if there's an ache, if there's a twitch, if there's a, anything. Paying attention to that and, and working with our bodies as every organ, every muscle, every meridian, chakra, um, is bone, is a, is a living organism. And it's... And it's a conductor, it's an indicator of where you are at spiritually. And so if you're sick, let's say you have um, some sort of disease or whatever, you can tune into your body and then start communicating with that that part of that body and and sense the energy, what's there? What What is that? What is that? peace holding on to what what is the energy that's there is it sadness is it depression is it anger is it um 
anxiety? What is it that's making that part of your body sick? And then from there it expands. And you know, that's why I'm saying a lot of people that are, are seeking healing have awakenings because they realize that everything is energy in the end. And then you start looking for that energy through crystal bowl healing and you know all kinds of sound healing, hands-on healing, Reiki, and and um, uh, all kinds of healing, all kinds. It's beautiful where the awakening comes from that. And even in the quantum physics studies, mm-hmm. when they look at, okay, in in one instance, a gal used LSD and had an experience which was her own awakening. It was a knowingness, something where she understood completely. And then her tests, her diagnosis was negative, just uh, disappeared like that. Did she had cancer or something? Yes. And so, so she, so see, um, what you're saying is we don't need to do the LSD no. experiences of this, but get there on our own with yes. this inner journey. Mm-hmm. So she, so what was it that she um, received? I was at the Quantum Congress and it, they were giving a case study about a woman who was stage four cancer. Yeah. This was their experiment, was given LSD. And in that she saw the source of all creation and how she created it actually. That's right. And that's, what is, what is that? She found that who her true self is. Who am I? That is the answer to all healing, all activation. That's really all it is. And what the distortion is keeping you from that. That's right. Well, this has just been a beautiful conversation. We're going to bring you back live with our audience because I know there's going to be some questions and then even people who have questions about their own journey for you. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'd love to invite you to do an online healing retreat, which is a paid webinar, a longer version with deeper teachings or experiences. Yeah, that's great. I would love to. So an online healing retreat, this is going to be a video live stream over yeah. Zoom. It's yeah. beautiful because we can see you. Yeah. You and I will be visible, and those yeah. who want to share their screen or share their video can. Yeah. Right. But what's this like in a group session? So it's, it's, it's magical. So, and the, the transformations people receive is incredible. So essentially, it's, it's all energetic, and they feel it through my words. They feel it through my presence, and they feel it, of course, in the in the stillness. The words are downloads, so it's working on them physically, mentally, energetically. And then when we go into the quiet space, um, they they'll have an experience as you did. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we can have questions and answers, and you know, resolve any um, any personal issues. Which usually, you see, when a group comes together. They are all connected somehow. And so whatever issues one might have, the, the other people might have the same exact issues. So not only are we resolving that one individual's issues, most of the group is, is resonating with that and can relate to that. So there's no coincidence that these group of people come together. 
I trust the divine that whoever comes into this retreat is they're perfectly placed there. Yes, and this is what it means to feel into the heart and look for the resonance. And those who know that and feel it, yes, they know to show up. I do know exactly where to focus on because uh, I'm also a psychic intuitive. I see Akashic records, so I can literally pick out people's issues. Um, so, but it, it'll be beautiful. Yes. We invite our listeners to check out the information that we have for that on our website. Well, this has just been an exquisite conversation. Pleasure. It, it has been high vibe just feeling you and that transmission. Mm-hmm. You now work with Source Energy. As we wrap up our conversation, can you share a little bit about how that came through for you. And this does involve the toning and light language. Right. And you allowing yourself to get out of your own way without judgment and bring that forth. What was that like? Mm-hmm. You know, um, the Kundalini Awakening really um, it just activated all of my chakras. And so as, as soon as I got received this knowing that I was um, not just here to heal myself, but I heard a voice and, and, and I hear, I say, it's God. And the voice was telling me, it's time for you to heal now. And I said, what? And I, and I didn't quite understand until somebody um, told me the same words two minutes later. Hmm. And I said, aha, so healing others. And, and so I, I started doing just that. I was at somebody else's session, group session. And the person that was leading the session actually told me to get up and do, and heal others. Mm-hmm. So it was, it started then. And then I, you know, because of self doubt, I didn't really, pursue anything until again I heard the voice you need to do session here and you need to do this and you need to do that and then the and then as I was doing the sessions the voice would come up the light language was coming up everything was just building upon each other the more I believed in myself the more I loved myself and and trusted the divine the more the gifts would come mm-hmm. yeah that's beautiful. Yeah. You know, even when you have Kundalini awakening, it doesn't mean that you are like, you just kind of snap into this um, very, um, you know, healed person or very centered person. Or It took a while for me to step into myself because the mind had to catch up. And get out of your way. That's right. <laughs> like holding you, limiting you, That's right. the doubt that you had to work through. Yeah. And again, you know what's fascinating is that here it was nine years ago. Mm-hmm. That was uh, before 2012, but right. right in that very potent window. Yes, it was. It was December 12, 2010 for me. 12, 12, 10. Yeah. Wow. Where were you? Were you at a sacred site? I was. Uh, I was at a um, a dance studio. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah, and this uh this 
this man who works with the same energy that I work with. Um, his name is Abdi Electricity, and he's now the, the godfather of my daughter. Um, but he's, um, he's like a brother to me. We've become so close. He's not just the person that activated me, but, um, we, sh- we share so much together. And, um, so I went to his session and he activated me. Um, and ha- I had a Kundalini awakening and some people call it the fire of the Holy Spirit. And that's what actually, that's what Abdi calls it. He calls it the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I was in Peru and saw someone do that on a sacred site, just um, coming through a particular area and was assisted by a shaman. So very interesting. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing that. You know, it's amazing. Like people like you, um, it's coming up more and more and more. Um, I find that pe- there are more people like you and, and you're like a specific kind of being where you have your own gifts of course and you have things to share but you're also you are like pulling in energies together creating a matrix of new energies so what you're doing i honor it and i give you um so much support and love i it's really important what you're doing right now Well, thank you for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I know as we talk about New Earth, this is how we do it with passion. And I've I've said this this uh, I wrote this down on a sticky note. Passion flow is the new cash flow. Oh my goodness! Absolutely. Yes, because it it is. We will be provided for. Yes. And it's a shift in in relationships to. Uh, currency, but I know that when we do come from our heart and, and we allow our passion to do the things that we love, and that's what we did when we were children. What did we love when we were children? When we go back to that and go from that space and just begin doing it in service, yeah. like you said, these unusual acts of kindness, yeah. then New Earth is anchored in and we are supported for it. And so that's the mission for everyone who listens to this show is to truly just bring forth their passion and live in new earth in this way. Yes. As you just reminded me because if we're going so deep into, um, you know, altered states, mm-hmm. I, I kind of lose track of my reality here, but <laughs> I, <laughs> but I, uh, I'm also working on a uh, web series that, is it's about a woman who has a kundalini awakening and she starts to through this waking process she starts to see things and it's basically a story about what every person that's probably listening to this is experiencing and and it's I'm doing it with um, my co-partner Richard Burns we are um, he's directing it and I'm starring in it as well as co-creating it but it's called In the Flow, and it's basically going to be a show that will educate people, awaken people, as well as um, activate people. And, yes. Yes, so, beautiful. So I'm really excited, and you know, we're not getting paid through this process, but it's a po- it's a passion project. We're really just doing it for the for humankind. And of course, yes. eventually, 
we might receive, you know, we're going to receive an exchange to, for sustainability purposes. Um, but that's really all it is. It's just to sustain the project. So. Yes, and there's new earth creations that do sustain. I hear from people who have extra funds and they want to give it and they want to share it. And crowdfunding allows that to happen and donations allow that to happen or simply putting up a, a, a PayPal link for donations for it that that will be the support so it's newness it's newness on new earth of how we work with currency yes and we and have how to we, yeah. how we think about it really how we think about it and and like you said this is you're not doing this web series for the money no, you're doing it in service and the money will come That's there right. will be ways and mm-hmm. not just myself my co-partner as well and he's and I wouldn't consider him an awakened being. He just, he had a uh, cancer and received healing through um, through a facilitator. And was, his cancer was healed through that. And, and it brought him a lot of curiosity. And he happened to be a filmmaker. So awesome. his, still, but he's still so um, green to this, to this, um, to the, anything that we're just speaking of. It's just mm-hmm. very, but it's, it's in his heart to, create this it's it's a it's he says it all the time it's beyond me and that's coming from someone who's who's not fully awakened who's really just on the precipice of of you know dealing with reality 3d reality and and multi-dimensional so it's amazing and using his talents and skills from that unawakened world into this uh, this awakened world and uh, that's his passion and his curiosity over how that worked will help him and you produce beautiful mm-hmm. programs. That I, is cool. I'm so excited for this time because so many of us are stepping into that. And mm-hmm. and really, um, you know, you creating this channel is it takes a lot of courage to to create something. Um, especially something that's so new to to our minds, and you know, you're you're on the you're creating a new a new channel of energy, and and I think it, that courage it comes from our hearts. Yeah, it can only come from our hearts. And in the world where we see a lot of chaos out there, we, from a higher consciousness point of view must be centered in the heart and find the solutions instead of just complaining and worrying about what's going on. Right. Right. Yeah. I I know the younger kids coming in are are stable against this, right? It's almost as if they're immune from it. But there's still an in-between stage. Yes. Yes. It's amazing. It's it's fascinating. We're living in such an important time, and we are here to witness it. We're literally watching the shift happening before our eyes. By making the shift with unusual acts of kindness. <laughs> yes. Well, Valeria Tanini, thank you, thank you, thank you for this quantum conversation. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. You are wonderful. As we say goodbye, I just want to give you space for a few parting words. Hmm. 
The most important thing in any waking state is to love. Always love yourself and love others. That is the most important element, vibration that we can carry. The single most important message. Thank you. And now it's time to dance our way to the cosmic heart. Enjoy.
Thank you for listening and thank you for dancing with us in our collective intentions as they go across the universe to the cosmic heart. I'd like to thank my wonderful team at AcousticHealth.com, Heidi, Tony, Tom, Pam, Suzanne, and Garner, who assist with the production of Quantum Conversations, online healing retreats, and more. And thank you, too, for listening. If you've enjoyed this program, please share it with your friends and loved ones. And we thank you for shining your magnificent light and adding it to the world. This is when we love ourselves like no one else can. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.